Hello, Yuri Ditch Digger here with a little ketchup. So, how you doing? Did you drink enough water today? Well, a little more won't hurt. And now we catch up with the podcast. After turning his mother to sand and burning down his house, the party took Fezrik and his woed compatriots back to the caravan. Once there, they got Valen to identify a bunch of magic items. One of which turned out to be the Compass of the Lost. An item which Gelry used to find out who was seeking the people that came to meet her in the forest. The compass points to the person who is most seeking its target. That's when the caravan's mysterious new passenger, Shair, stepped up and asked the party to use the compass on her to help her get where she was going. Also revealing the mind-blowing secret that she wasn't completely honest this entire time. Who saw that? I didn't see that. I thought she was just telling a whole bunch of nice truths. Can't trust anyone these days. Speaking of which, she also spoke the truth that taking her to her destination would offer no extra harm. So, let's take a safe journey back into the Rotten Pines on this week's episode of Wonders and Blunders. So, yeah, you gather up a bunch of ropes, you put them together, you've got probably five or six hundred feet of play on this rope and start to head back into the forest again. Uh, Phelan, you used the compass. Yeah. Are you leading? I think I am. I am going to cast Mage Armor on myself, being somewhat uncomfortable with leading the group. So you make a survival check. Alrighty. Not terrible. Um, oh, minus one. <laughs> That's a 14. <laughs> 14. Um, so you the day we find Hansel and Gretel. <laughs> <laughs> no, 14 isn't high enough for that one. That was a between 20 and 25. You had to get to go back to Hansel and Gretel. So as you step back into the trees again, they start uh, rustling up against you. When you take a few steps forward, you notice that the compass actually stops pointing straight ahead and every once in a while will like swing to the left. And if you follow it in that direction, it'll point straight for another couple of steps and then swing to the right and you'll follow it, and it kind of zigzags you through the trees. Sometimes it just spins in place and then eventually points in a different direction. Like, even this magical compass does seem to be... Struggling. It's like, yeah, it's like your destination is moving rapidly around you as you walk. Like this place is cursed or something. <laughs> <laughs> and you walk into uh, another sort of clearing in here. The sun is just sort of beaming down in the very center on a hole in the ground that just looks like it's been disturbed and all torn up. Um, the, yeah, just this sort of ethereal light shining down on that, and it is pointing directly through this clearing to the other side. It appears as though we'll need to cross through this clearing. Yeah, okay. and, and she says, yes, well, the, uh, the, this, I'm, I'm keeping an eye out. I don't see anything wrong. Very well. I'll, yeah, start heading. I guess we'll have to scoot around the side of the weird hole. So you, you scoot around this like weird hole in the middle of the clearing. Uh, slowly, all of you make your way through. How deep is this hole? It is not super deep. It looks like a lot of like disturbed earth. Um, you can do a nature check. God, I love nature. I'm actually really bad at it. 12. Yeah, it, it looks like a lot of like disturbed topsoil. Uh, and it's all been pulled upwards, almost like there was something in the ground that got yanked out. Hmm. I look up. You see just like the sort of canopy above, but there is a noticeable 
pole in the center of the canopy. All the trees look like they're leaning in, and it looks like there is one tree missing that would fill in that hole in the ground and the hole in the canopy perfectly. This strange forest. I wonder what could pull up a tree. A giant? A large bat? A large bat? A dry... A team of 40 men? <laughs> Maybe it got up and walked away. Three points at Ben, like... That's, that <laughs> sounds like a reasonable answer. snout. <laughs> <laughs> when you say that, you hear, like, a laugh. Uh, and I think you would look around, uh, like, look towards the direction of that, and you would see there is a tree that is stuffed up against the other trees uh, with two of its branches like folded over in front of it. <laughs> and it is rustling a little bit and giggling. Hello. Found you. Uh, and then it, it moves the branches really quickly and sees that you're looking at it and goes like, oh, and then covers itself back up. <laughs> Guys, there's a tree there. Uh, he's it's talking and uh, we all, can we all, can you see the, Rowan, I, yeah. I believe this is your area of expertise. <laughs> Good guess, Ben. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Rowan um, kind of kind of looks at the tree and then at Shair and then at the rope. And he's like, well, well maybe this week is turning around. Uh, well, uh, hey there, friend. Well, what's, what's your story? Uh, and then very slowly the branches come down and you can actually see that there is a, like in the knots and in the branches, it's like a big hooked nose uh, and there is a full mouth and two little holes that are kind of askew, like one is tall, uh, up higher than the other one. Mm. And it just says, oh, hello. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't want to disturb you or frighten you. Some are scared of me and my appearance. Can we understand it or just wrong? No, you can all understand it. It's speaking comment. Okay. We actually, you're not the only tree we've talked to around in this forest. Ah, uh, but none are like me, are they? All the others are so slow. They can't do anything like this. And he does a little like trot across <laughs> the, and like the ground kind of shakes under you because he is this like huge, thick tree. And the ground kind of shakes as he trots over to the other side and then he trots all the way back and he says, I am extremely mobile. <laughs> Valen politely claps. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, no, he's not wearing blue jeans, right? <laughs> <laughs> he's not. Uh, but you do see that he is wearing, like as he moves, you see the canopy above him shakes and hanging off one of the branches close to his head. At the very crook of the branch is a crown that's just kind of rattling around on the branch. Hmm. And uh, Mr. or Mrs. Tree, uh, how long have you always been able to do this? Oh, no, no. Okay. <laughs> hmm. I, too, used to be extremely slow, but now I'm just the quickest tree in the forest. Yes, I am terrified of the potential responsibility it has put on me. I'm afraid <laughs> to move in any given direction. I'm unsure of how to best use my new powers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, heavy's the branch that wears the crown, I imagine. <laughs> Are you a king or queen? Oh, I hope not. Seems like a lot of responsibility. We were all a community once, and now it takes them so long to talk to me that I'm not sure what they're asking me to do anymore. Hmm. This used to be my spot, and he, like, points down at the hole in the ground. He says, my job was to fill in that hole in the canopy. 
but now when I stand there, I get bored. It doesn't feel right. I, there are so many places I could go. Hmm, do you... Were you happier when you were slow? It's hard to say. It has been a very stressful experience being fast. Do the other maybe trees... it's just different. Uh, do the other trees seem any worse off for that hole not being covered? No, luckily I am not one of the frontline trees. Should I be on the edge of the forest, I would have to be defending them, and my absence would mean the deaths of many. Yeah. Well, perhaps if you're as, as free to move around as you are, you would like to see what else is out there. Maybe you're right, but how best to use my speed to help the forest? Hmm. That is a difficult question. Well, you, you could help certain parts of the forest communicate with other parts of the forest. If, uh, you know, if, if maybe you could be a bit of a ranger and, and kind of patrol around, and that way if you find that there's a bit of a threat in one section, uh, you could warn some of the other trees that something's coming their way. Yes, I suppose I could. Would you, um, would you like to talk to the trees around here? I can speed them up for a few minutes. You could make them fast as well? Just, just for a little while. Well, maybe they could give me more clarity. I find it hard to listen to them all at once now. Before, it sounded like a conversation, and now it's just a lot of groaning and creaking. I am so terribly, terribly fast. Hmm. Well, you know what? Why don't we just do it? Um, and I cast Speak with Plants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so four more trees sort of rustle and speed up. Uh, and they lean forward and look at the first one. Oh, we have caught up. Finally. My goodness. We've missed you. And he says, I have missed you as well. It is such a burden to be fast. And they say, yes, but now we are fast together. So we are once again a community. <laughs> and he looks down at you and says, thank you. You have given me a great gift. <laughs> I can now communicate with my friends again. I think I ben... realize now that I was incredibly lonely being so fast. <laughs> Um, Ben's gonna like uh, uh, kind of approach him and kind of uh, tap him and uh, and look up at him. And say, uh, can I climb you? Of course. Oh, I have always thought that my branches might be good for small animals to climb and perhaps nest in. Yeah, they're very good. You have this one that's really low. It's really good. And Ben like starts hoisting himself up the tree. Yeah, you like grab his nose mm -hmm. and he's kind of like oh, and like puts his branches under you and sort of helps you up into the crown. Yeah. Um. I'm going to pick up the crown. Uh, yeah, so you, you have to, like, work it up over the branch. It's, like, slipped down this sort of tall branch. Okay. But as as you're climbing, you're just he's just sort of talking and is like, it has been a terrible burden, my brothers, I tell you. It has been, even though we are here in the center, I do feel like I have missed all of you so terribly. And I just wish sometimes that I could switch between fast and slow when and then his roots just swirl and dig into the ground and root the ground to him and he stops talking as Ben works the crown off of the yeah, branch. The spell only yep. lasts uh, 10 minutes so. Well yeah it, it only takes a couple of minutes so all of them are still left there like what happened? Uh, Is he slow again? Pr probably yeah um, you'll slow down again soon. And Ben uh, jumps out of the tree uh, and like Benjamin you, you, you may want to return that crown uh, that was Why? his crown. He, 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 was, he wasn't happy being fast. It's not, trees aren't supposed to have crowns. And Ben tosses the crown to Valen uh, and uh, walks. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll catch it and say, uh, 
It sounded as though he wished to have a choice about the matter. Perhaps if we taught him how to use this, he could remove it and, well, could he return it if he wanted? Hmm. Uh, you want me to put it back on? Well, of course they could. It would just take him a little bit of while to, to get a root up and around it, but of course they could put it back on eventually. <laughs> I, I think I think it's best if we if we explain explain it to him and, and then ask him if he would like us to remove it. Okay. And Ben takes the crown and climbs back up the tree and wedges it onto the branches. Yeah, so you wedge it onto a branch and then again, the roots uproot themselves like little feet and he stands forward and says, ah, fast again. My goodness. What a uh, strange day. Sorry, I was supposed, um, do you want, there's, you got a crown on you and it's what's making you fast. Do you want to be slow again or you want to stay fast? <laughs> oh, I only felt like it was just a moment of being slow again. Perhaps this was too much responsibility for me. It seems I have cowered here for what must have been years. Yeah. Which would have been just so, so many years in slow time. <laughs> right. So do you want it? Take my speed. <laughs> Unburden me of this responsibility. <laughs> and I am paralyzed just like now. Pop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah, roots back into the ground. Yeah, Ben jumps out of the, out of the tree again and like with a heavy land and then flicks the ground valent again. <laughs> And the four trees that are still like awakened are like leaning back and forth and are just like, yes, speed is a curse for us. Bring us back to the snow. Uh, I uh, I drop yeah. my concentration on the spell. <laughs> and they sort of keep swaying back and forth as the spell wears off. Well, I certainly feel better knowing that he had a say in the matter. Okay. <laughs> Try it on, Ben. Well, well, should we perhaps... <laughs> I examine exactly. I'm just joking. Come on. <laughs> oh dear. You know, yeah, people are I no mean, fun. Do you think it'll make me fast? Imagine well, it made you really fast, and then you were, you know, eighty in ten minutes or something. God, how old would I look then? Hey. <laughs> well, if you're all patient with me for <laughs> ten minutes, <laughs> and Shire is like standing at the edge of the forest as she has been this whole time, just like. Like, just waiting. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll look at her and shrug. I'm like, well, this is just kind of the way it works out. <laughs> yes, okay, of course. Take take the time oh, you need. We, we, we could investigate it upon our return. Maybe that would be safer. <laughs> 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 yes, I, I, I suppose while we're out here, we're, we're not certain what sort of creatures might stumble upon us. Here, Benjamin, you hold on to it and return it to me when we get back to the cottage. Okay. Um, ben puts it on. <laughs> <laughs> you don't feel anything happen. You you put the crown on. It does shrink to fit your head. It's handy. Yeah. But nothing else happens. How do I look? Dash. Royal. Cool. Shall we go? Um, I, I just want to say, Benjamin, in this case, it turns out not to have been a drastic impact, but uh, regularly, we, we shouldn't don any magical item as soon as we find it. it, it, it they can have unforeseen uh, consequences. Mm-hmm. Like dusk blood. Okay. Um, but I'll let you look at them first. I, I would recommend that, yes. But uh, in this case, uh, you, you've found yourself quite an accessory. No harm, we, no foul. 
Uh, and I'll start uh, heading towards the end, edge of the clearing, letting the yeah, compass see, lead the way. Yeah, you look back down, you see the compass is now pointing basically back where you came from. Uh, and you step back into the trees. And then pretty quickly, like only like two or three trees in, you step out into another clearing. And here you see a bunch of huge petrified trees, which have all been tipped over uh, at various angles and hollowed out. Uh, you see there are handmade ropes hanging down from all of these and several platforms that make their way up the trees. Uh, the light here from trees that have been felled in this clearing shines in in just diagonal pillars from all directions from above, shining individual spotlights on the ground throughout this strange clearing. And Shair, when she steps through, just falls to her knees and she says, thank you. Thank you so much. You've done me a greater service than you should have. I, this is, you've given me so much credit and I, I, I truly don't know how to repay you. Gold would be good. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm what, what is this place, Shair? Uh, this is my home. This is the Enclave. And she roars and you hear it echo through the trees. Uh, some birds take off and then it's like a moment of stillness. And then you see a man, like a human man in his 70s or so, gruff with this white hair that falls down to his waist and this equally long but more braided beard and this deep brown skin dressed in this like artisanal hide clothing uh, steps out from artisanal. the tree and sees Shair and the two of them just start running towards each other and as they run you see their bodies change and they grow larger uh, and you see the man's clothes as well as Shair's both like cords let loose on them to make the clothes looser as they run. Uh, they start to grow fur, white fur with black stripes in it and you see them turn into like bipedal tigers and the two of them run and just like embrace in the middle of the clearing as slowly more and more of these human tiger hybrids make their way out of the hollow tree. You see about 15 of them in total all make their way out uh, and start just like greeting Shair. They're all like hugging each other uh, and she's just like weeping. And Ben just whispers to Valen and goes, they're like, they're like me. You may share quite a bit in common with them, indeed. Yeah, Rowan is just sort of shaking his head with a smile on his face and, and just sort of kind of almost under his breath, really. is like, we live in a wondrous world. This is nice. And she looks back over at you and starts waving you over with this just like big clawed paw. How big is she now? Like, uh, like um, what is this? What kind of scale are we talking about? 16 feet? 16 <laughs> feet? <laughs> she was already quite big. Um, like she was extremely muscular and she was pretty tall as well. So she doesn't actually grow that much. Mm. Just her, she, she looks a lot more comfortable in this form like she did always seem very compressed and it, it wasn't just the stress it seems like she was sort of holding this other form in uh but she she grows a, about half a foot as her you know the bottom legs sort of switch directions into that weird right uh like animal way i wonder what that's like to walk while that's transitioning <laughs> <laughs> she did yeah. it pretty well 
Like running in heels. Yeah. So yeah, Ben trots over. Absolutely. Yeah, we head yeah, over. Absolutely. Yeah. And you hear the the man talking to her and he says, What of Cain? And she says, He uh he couldn't look. The, these are the these are the ones that that helped me come back. They can uh they found uh, an item that lets them navigate the forest and were kind enough to bring me here. I couldn't bring Cain, but maybe we can strike out from here. I, I I think we would be able to find the outside to maybe bring him in later. And the man turns to you and uh, says, you've uh, brought our family one step closer to being back together. Thank you. How, You're welcome. How did you come to live in this forest? Uh, have, have you always been here? Uh, it is a bit of a long story. Perhaps we can b- begin to repay you with a meal. We, well, we are from the Caravan of Wonders. My name is Benjamin Craven. It's nice to meet you. Excellent to meet you as well, Benjamin Craven. I am Hira. Uh, this, this is, these are my, and like Ben's like looking at you guys like, yeah. isn't it rude not to introduce ourselves kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Uh, Valen certainly introduces himself. And you meet a few others, a, a younger female were tiger, uh, probably around 16. Where? She introduces herself as Nah. Uh, another even older uh, woman than Hira named Sif, and uh, another another female probably in her 60s named Yura. And they uh, they sort of like wave and people run off in all directions and sort of come back and start building up this communal fire in the center of the clearing. Uh, they bring out all sorts of hunted animals. You see a couple of different kinds of wolves, different deer, uh, this massive boar, like a dire boar, hmm. and brings them all out and starts uh, cooking it up over the fire. There are large stump-carved uh, chairs, which are a little bit strange. They're they're more like beds, uh, which have furs in them for like, it, and everybody kind of is lounging in them rather than cool. sitting, sort of lying on the ground or like leaning back. Comfortable lying areas around the fire. Hmm. Tigers do a lot of lying. Bang. Get out of here. I skillfully buried you... that joke in there and you managed to excavate it. <laughs> With a little, <laughs> yeah. little dainty brush. <laughs> yeah. Inch by inch. How did you guys hunt food? Uh, we've been here for quite some time. Uh, we've learned how to hunt here. Uh, it has become quite a good home for us. And Shire says, I, I think I owe you as much of an explanation as I can give. We were a group who found each other. Uh, we were cursed with lycanthropy. We are. And ben kind of like looks looks at everyone mm-hmm. really quick. Rowan is just <laughs> nodding because he knew all along. <laughs> and we were driven out of where we used to live and found each other. But it seemed that wherever we set down our roots, we were hunted mm. and feared. So we stayed on the move. Uh, we came into this forest looking for the heart's mirror, which we heard would return us to our true and perfect self. But we never found it and became lost in here. Um, The true and perfect self. That's what the stories say. Hmm. So would that turn you... Would that turn you back into humans or put you more into being a tiger? We believe that it would turn us back into humans. Why would you want that? <laughs> well, now that we've found this place that is safe and that we can live as a family, we we don't. We stopped looking. And you were safe here. 
They cannot find you? No, they couldn't if they wanted to. And it is it is perfect it, in, in all ways except for what happened to myself and Cain, the man that was chasing me when you found me. Wh- um, why were you running from from him? To trick you. It is Go a lot on. easier to get help when people believe that you are in mortal danger. It is a, an easy way to trust. Oh. It's harder for people to cast you out when they believe you'll be killed because of it than to come up to someone and ask them for help without being able to give them any information on why. But why were you outside of the Enclave to begin with? We were hunting and our ropes were cut. Hmm. There are a few who live in this forest who delight in helping people get lost. <laughs> and I think we fell victim to them. Oh. Well, but I I did magic on Cain and removed his curse. Yes. So I could do that for all of you. It's a nice, a nice sentiment, but we don't want it anymore. And honestly, for some of us it might work, but I don't believe it would work on Cain. He was younger. He was born the way that he was. So what did I do to him then? I don't know. But I hope when we find him, we can ask. And Ben, like, his head drops. And she puts her hand on your shoulder and is like, he's tough. You'll be fine. You've given us all a chance. The Now that we're back together, we had a plan for when one of us found the Enclave and the other one didn't. So it shouldn't be a problem to get him back here. Yeah. I mean, it seems to me if, if you're going to uh, play the... Uh the tiger in distress it does mean that one of you i mean that was a that was a pretty big risk i mean we we could have killed kane well you could have tried he's uh again there's a reason that he did that role and not me many have tried mm, to kill kane yeah uh, it still seems like an unnecessary gamble when when you could have just been well, uh, hey there folks well we seem to be missing our homes why, why don't we hitch a ride with you guys we live in the forest and you're going to the forest it seems like a real easy way to do it I mean, if they could have done it that way, but she did it her way and it worked, well, right, Rowan? True. Like we you definitely got us there. Helped her. And not all people are as helpful as us. That is definitely very, true. Very true, Ben. Yeah, um, there. Well, now that uh, we've brought you back, maybe always, and like looks at Balin again for the compass, who do you think is uh, looking for her right now? I suppose it... it might be him. I, I yeah. I, I guess I would check the compass to see if it's still pointing into the enclave or if it's changed. Uh, yeah. You look down at the compass and you see that it is pointing at Shire's shadow, which again is not linking up with the light around. And you see, like the darkness of her shadow is coming over your hand and over the compass, and the mist inside is swirling and filling up to almost the point that you can't see the finger anymore. And then her shadow sort of snaps back to its regular place, and uh, the compass is recharged. Hmm. Oh, cool. Fully? No. Uh, fully, re- yeah. Fully. Oh, I th- it, yeah. it regains all... Uh, all, all expended oh. charges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Amazing. Shayer, if, if, if you like... Uh, we could perhaps use the compass to see if it will point us to Cain. It could certainly speed us up. Uh, but I will say that because this is the place that we want to be, none of us usually have much trouble finding the edge of the forest. Mm. Oh, I see. Oh, right, right, of course. 
So, so mm-hmm. Kane is just sort of circling the outskirts and kind of waiting for one of you guys to, to come out, is it? Is, is that how, how the plan's supposed to go? He'll be waiting nearby outside of the outside of the forest at the Traveler's Shrine. Oh. Well, we could, um, it seems like we could use him tomorrow morning to guide us to the edge of the forest. If you wanted to accompany us. Uh, well, if you don't mind, I would quite like to stay here. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's certainly fair. Um, we we could uh, simply uh, perhaps um, extend a rope out towards the edge for him, uh, for him to follow in. Yes, if if we leave our rope tied between here and there, and I I will tie an extra rope to myself, and then I can come back to your camp in the morning, and we can go out together, and then I'll bring him back. That seems like uh, a rather efficient scenario. Yeah. N- now. I- we, and and then we wouldn't run the risk of running straight into Lilia, um, if if yes, if there's someone that you're looking to avoid, then maybe pointing to Kane would be a safer idea for you as well. But how are we going to get it to point at Kane? Well, if I come back to your camp, and you do the same thing, yeah, well, now that I've been found here, he would be the only one looking for me. He's the only one who knows I even right, exist. Of course, because they've they've found you, and now they're not looking for you. Right? Okay, I, I'm, I've caught up. I've got you. What of the hunters? That was a worry, but if it brought me here now, I doubt they're looking for us. It, we've been in here for quite some time, uh, nearly 20 years. Oh. It would be quite the intrepid hunter that was stuck with their quarry that long yeah. without any trace of them. They didn't want us for any reason other than they, well, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Can you guys change any time you want or just at night? Can you train it to do it, control your transformations better? And she, like, she kneels down, and then as she kneels down, by the time she hits her knee, she has changed back to her human form. And she says, yes, we control our transformations. We learn from a young age to control them. Well, you don't need to do a long rest? (laughs) And and she laughs and says, it's exhausting at first, yes. Especially, and she points over your shoulder, and when you turn, you see two younger white tigers playing with each other, just full-on tigers. Do they start as tigers and turn into, you turn into humans, or do you start as humans and turn all the way into tigers? We were all born human. I've never turned all the way into an owl. I'm always, like, a in-between. It gets easier. You've shown a lot of promise. You have amazing control, even under the full moon. It's not easy. Well, that's because of my, and Ben, like, holds up his holy symbol. He's like, that's my holy symbol does that. It, it lets me be in control when I turn. Well, that's handy. Um, yeah, it's real important. If you want, I could teach you. It would take some time. Ben's eyes go, like, real big. <laughs> and he's, like, looking back at everyone. How long? Most of the young ones master it by five. You're a little older, so it could take a bit longer. I don't think we have that kind of time. Thank you, though. Of course. The invitation is open, although once you're gone... And... Yeah, I can't come back. Unless we left a path, like a rope, if it was safe for you. It would lead others straight to that. Yeah. And the ropes left in the forest for more than a couple of days don't tend to continue to point where you want them to. The ones who live here make sure of that. An especially terrible one. If you see a small green man with a jester costume on, kill him on sight. <laughs> You'd be doing all of us a favor. <laughs> <laughs> can, can I just do like a history or arcana check to like 
know any stories about a creature like sure. that? If it's history, it's a 20. History? Yeah. I think you would have heard a kid story when you were younger. It, it would have been a book by a goblin author <laughs> about the Nilbog. The Nilbog. <laughs> yeah. The Nilbog is a spirit that possesses goblins and turns them into horrible, like, trickster gods, basically. Turns goblins into goblins. It turns it turns goblins into goblins who do goblin things to goblins. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but they are crazy mischievous and they have magic powers to back it up. Right. Oh, that sounds like a Nilbog. We would do our best to stay very clear of their path. Yes, you would. <laughs> well, um, perhaps we'll rest here a while. No need yes, of course. to rush back to the, the cottage, I suppose. Dinner sounded great. Yes, this is much better than anyone in our group can hunt. Yeah, so they, they start cooking up like the big boar for everyone. Uh, and yeah, everyone's just kind of lounging around. One by one, they're kind of coming up and talking to you, asking you stories about the outside world, uh, what's going on out there. And especially the young ones are very curious about what happens outside. And they tell you a, a few like tricks for, that they use to move around in the forest. Uh, they do also use a network of uh, ropes and vines, which they set up new every day to avoid uh, getting nilbogged. And they tell you about like all sorts of things that they've seen in the forest. And I think farther into the meal, a lot of them by now have told you about the Shrieking Skull, which is the name of a terrible giant spider that lives in the forest and seems to be able to hunt. It, it seems to be not affected by the curse and is able to hunt freely and is one of the big fears that it will find their enclave. But so far, they've been able to not have it follow them back. Is there any member of the group that is like a, a elder of the group? Um, like a clear leader, I guess? The oldest person there looks like Sith. She would have introduced herself earlier. She's... Ira's older brother. Uh, Bree would definitely, throughout the course of the meal in the evening, uh, uh, try to pull Sif aside for uh, like a series of questions. She would very freely, like they're all very interested in you and just incredibly grateful to you for bringing Shire back. How have you managed to survive here this long? Uh, uh, without food, without being able to find what you want? With hunters on your trail? It is uh, uh, amazing your brood has been so plentiful. She says, yes, it's come uh, with quite uh, a sacrifice. Those of us who are older remember the life before, before we were hunted. And it is, it took some getting used to. That's for sure. The hunting we've managed to do, the young ones have been a huge help. Because all they want to do is stay here. And so whenever they set out into the forest, all they want is this place. And that lets them move freer than the rest of us who are tied down to other things who have different wants in our hearts. It is uh, lucky in a way that you have so many who want to return home. Uh, my kind, they travel more than that, it seems. Yes, the well, <laughs> it's all of them do want to return home. They, it's, it's the only place that they know. Honestly, it's a bit of a shame, but it is, it's safe here for them, and we can have a good life. We may not be here forever, but for now, it is and I will say, having a few teenagers around, they never want to do what they're told. So when you do get them to do it, 
in this place, they're pretty good at it. Okay. And she kind of chuckles. <laughs> it is uh, helpful to have extra hands around sometimes. I, I have to ask, uh, uh, I do not mean to breach uh, such a sensitive subject, but the, the ones who hunted you, can you tell me more of them? Mm. If they are in this area, I, I must know. There were a few types who hunted us. The ones who were afraid of who we are, who drove us out of our homes. And then there were the others, the, the truly terrible ones who pursued us for sport. They're the reason that we are still here. The others were ignorant and afraid, and I can understand that, but these people, if you can call them that, they spoke in growls. They were able to talk like it was just a breeze moving through leaves. It was impossible to hear them coming, just incredible hunters, and that's coming from us. Ah, talented kind. I know much of the We same. were 30, 30 before we came into the woods. Now there are 15 of us. It is not too bad to lose only half. One should count your blessings at times. Hunters have taken most of mine. I'm sorry. It's uh, the way of the wood, I suppose. Tell me of this... Uh, you call it Hearts Mirror? I mean, it was a big gamble. We knew what we were getting into when we came here, but at that time we were desperate just to be normal. We wanted to get rid of this curse. It's what we were told that it was. Mm -hmm. And we came in here looking for it. It's meant to change you into the thing that you truly want to be. I cannot imagine wanting to be a small human when you are a great big tiger, but I understand. Uh, you want to not be hunted anymore. It's strong. To feel safe, it is. I am envious, I suppose, of your place here in this wood. I wish there was a place like this for all of us who were hunted. A safe place, I'm sure you know. You'll do anything for it. <laughs> Travel the world, perhaps. Perhaps. And this mirror, it is in the woods, you think? Somewhere, that's what they say. This is uh, a place where a lot of things have been lost, either on purpose or by accident over the years. Hard thing to find here, no doubt. Now that you know what it is, if you want it, it's going to be hard to find. I do not know that I want it, uh... Uh, but I do not know that I will find a place like this here. Thank you for your hospitality. It's generous of you to take us here. Thank you very much for bringing back Shair. And consider yourselves all welcome here whenever you're looking for somewhere safe. If, of course, you can find us again. Hello, it's Mike Friday, your Dungeon Mom. Thank you for listening to another episode of Wonders and Blunders. I hope you took Yuri's advice and drank a glass of water during that. It's important to check in. So check in now with yourself, and then check in with us on social media at Wonder and Blunder. See how I just segued so smoothly into that? You have no choice but to follow that segue trail. So we'll see you over there. That's my only call to action right now. It's pretty much the same every week. Some would wonder why I continue to do this part. I am not one of those people. And so for roughly the 60th time, 
Keep being the best. We love you very much. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.